Good morning. It is Monday, September 27th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. All right, my friends, I want to lay out the game plan for the week. We've got a uh, pretty big week ahead of us. Today, we're going to do our last devotion in the book of Habakkuk. Tomorrow, we'll do our total read-through. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll be in the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah is only three chapters, and then we move on to Haggai, which is only two chapters, which means we're basically five chapters away from being done with our five-book series in the Minor Prophets. So we really need to start thinking about our New Testament book to go to next. So if you have a suggestion, now's the time to start sending them in to us, either on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know where you'd like to do uh, devotions in the New Testament. Where are we going to head to next? All right, my friends, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17, 18, and 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places to the choir master with stringed instruments. Let's pray together. God, now as we finish the book of Habakkuk and start a new week, won't we be encouraged by Habakkuk's words to us, his final words to us, in this short little book. Lord, be with us and teach us. Amen. My friends, here we are at the end of Habakkuk. And let me just catch us up. I know it's a short book. Not much has happened, but let's see where we are. In the book of Habakkuk, we saw that Habakkuk came before God with a question. And basically, his question was, Lord, don't you see the injustice all around us? And the Lord answered him and said, yeah, not only do I see it, but I have a plan. Just watch and wait. I'm sending the Babylonians to take care of the Assyrians and to judge Judah for their sin. And Habakkuk didn't like that answer. So he says, Lord, you're going to send the Babylonians to destroy us? They're even worse than we are. What's the deal? To which God gives this mighty answer to Habakkuk and basically says, you just watch and wait, Habakkuk. I have a plan. I have a master plan, and you'll be happy to know that even though this nation of Babylon rises up full of their pride and their false gods, even they will come tumbling down before me, the Almighty God. And it's a lot longer, more in-depth answer than that. In fact, it's such a good answer that the way Habakkuk responds to end it is with this long prayer saying, I'm going to be quiet before you, O God. I'm going to wait for this day of trouble that you're talking about to come upon the people who invade us. I know what you're about to do is going to surpass all my understanding, and so I will wait for you, God. And so then he ends his book with this three verses. Three verses so good that somebody later on probably added in this little thing at the end that says, to the choir master with stringed instruments, meaning, let's turn this thing into a song. And in our passage today, we get the most famous part of the book of Habakkuk. I've heard these verses read at weddings. I've heard these verses read at funerals. I've seen these verses printed on Instagram posts and posters in churches because they're just that good. 
They describe the state of the Christian before an almighty and sovereign God. Though the fig tree doesn't blossom, though the fruit not be anywhere on the vines, though the oil fails, though the fields fail, though there's no flock to be heard of, no herd in the stalls, everything is going wrong, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's and he makes me tread on my high places. My friends, as we go today and we start our week and finish the book of Habakkuk, we've come to an important passage. If we don't believe the words that Habakkuk is proclaiming here at the end of our book, then we are hopeless, hopelessly lost, in darkness, with no light to be found at all. In the midst of all of Habakkuk's circumstances, and they are imposing, he still is able to exclaim the words that we just heard because of who God actually is. One of the problems that we have as Christians is we're constantly trying to make God into something he's not. Not the God of the Bible, but a God who's much easier to understand and justify and rationalize. But instead, we need to look to Scripture, to the word of the Lord, just like Habakkuk does, and see who our God actually is, and see that all the Bible proclaims about our God is better than anything we can rationalize. Again, this passage is so good, someone somewhere in history turned it into a song. That says a lot. My friends, on Mondays, we always pray for global missions. It's been a while since we prayed for the country of India, so let's pray for the city of Jammu, India. Our Father in heaven, Lord, as we go today and we finish up this book of Habakkuk, we are taken aback by these words from this mighty prophet, a prophet who speaks from the heart of Israel. He sounds a lot like us, Lord, asking questions, not understanding, until finally your word comes forth so strong, so piercingly true, that Habakkuk exclaims these words that we ourselves cry out in days of trouble and darkness. Lord, you are our strength. You are the one who makes our feet like the deer. You are the one in whom we find joy and rejoice in because you are the God of our salvation. So who are we to question you? God, though our hearts cry out and everything seems like it's going wrong, may our voices and our hearts be lifted up to a God so stunning as you are. Lord, we pray for the city of Jammu, India. Lord, for a people who are tucked away in the corner of India, away from most civilization, away from the gospel. We pray for the missionaries who are working diligently among these people, trying to share the gospel, share this good news, this true and mighty God to a people who have never heard of him. What a work. Lord, they have the opportunity to give light to a people who are in darkness. God, we pray for this city of Jammu, India. We pray for these missionaries. We pray that their hearts be moved to repentance, that they would believe in you and be baptized, and that the village and beyond be called to your throne, Lord. Would you call your people out from the city of Jammu, India? We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.